Hello, and welcome to Vet Talk. For uh, the episode today, I have Dr. Carl Southern come back, and we're continuing our sort of ongoing discussion about uh, diversity and inclusion in veterinary medicine. And um, so we started the conversation with the intention of talking, you know, very specifically about things that Carl, as a black man, um, could do when he fin- finishes his residency and becomes a specialist. Like, what could he do to, to increase diversity? Um, then we kind of started just having a conversation and rambling and talking about a lot of different stuff. Um, but I, I think it's a, another really good conversation um, about various possibilities, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, and welcome to Vet Talk. Um, super excited to welcome back again Dr. Carl Southern. Um, yeah, so excited to have you back. Um, you know, we've both been, you know, pretty excited and motivated about um, continuing to continuing our conversations about yes. um, race and diversity and inclusion in veterinary medicine. So, um, so we've we've tried to say like, okay, where should this conversation go next? Yeah. And um, I think it's been really important for me, and I think for I've had comments from other people about talking about what are actual things that you know people can do. Right. Um, I want to be careful that we don't put all of the responsibility on you, but since I have you here, you know maybe we can talk about like what when you finish your residency and you finish your training, you know you're faced with the option of do I go into private practice or do I go into yeah. academia? And we've had the private practice versus academia talk, and so yep. um, listeners will know that you personally. Um, you know, are leaning toward academia. Correct. Um, but so at least in a theoretical sense, I want to talk about all the different yeah. options that are available to you in the context of what can that mean for increasing diversity and inclusion in veterinary yeah. medicine um, for, you know, visibility for, you know, future black veterinarians, things yep. like that. So, so that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, just sort of theorize what would you do? How would you envision your role as a black veterinarian in different contexts? Sure. So I don't know how much you've had a chance to think about this before, so it might be putting you on the spot a it's little all right. bit. It's all right. But um, so let's start with in private practice. Yeah. Um, partly because that's not ultimately your goal, so we're going to stretch your mind a little bit. Yep. So you um, finish your residency, and you're faced with this decision that all residents face, which is, what do I want to do now? I'm a specialist, and so I can go into private specialty practice, mm-hmm. or I can stay in academia or go to academia, depending on where you've trained, mm-hmm. and um, and you know be at a university and be part of that program. And there's pros and cons with both of those. For sure. Again, we've explored those elsewhere. As a black man, a black specialist, what would you see the benefits of going into private practice being and the things that you could do? Yeah, so, and and like you said, I haven't had much time to think about it, so we're just going to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. so when when I think about being in private practice, I, Mm -hmm. I think about not so much as having... You know the students and the student interaction, yeah. And I, I honestly think about it as more client interaction. Yeah. This is what kind of comes to my mind. And even from being in private practice, it was mm-hmm. more of the client interactions, and and that right there in itself can be another big role because yep. they might not see many of us as as, yep. as black men or or black just veterinarians and specialists as well. As specialists, yeah. So exactly. So that in and of itself, being in private practice, I could just say, okay, I'm going to make sure that I, you know, come over and, and convey myself the way that I would want, mm-hmm. you know, clients to, to portray me. And I think that that will be the biggest thing for me in private practice is that client interaction saying, yeah. okay, you know, they may have some stereotypes or some, you know, preconceived yeah. connotations and say, oh, well, I didn't have that experience. It yeah. was totally different than what I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect to have, you know, 
you know, a, a, a black specialist come in and, and talk to me. That wasn't what I was thinking I was going to get, but it yeah. was a positive experience. Yeah. And, and take it from there and just kind of yeah. continue and expound on that. You, you still, in the private practice setting, have multiple ways to, to mentor and teach yeah. and educate. And yeah. if I were to end up in private practice, my goal would be to have students still come yeah. for wherever the university is yeah. and, and shadow and visit. Yeah. And, and so I could mentor them because you don't have to be in academia to right. do the mentoring and private practice has its place. It's, Absolutely. It's part of our profession and it's going to be And in be some here. ways it would give a more realistic expectation exactly. to some of those, you know, students who came through. I mean, because we see that now, yep. you know, you know, not in, with respect to race, but some students coming through and if all they've ever seen is what happens at academia, that's yes. not necessarily a realistic representation exactly. of private practice. And so having that opportunity, but again, having the visibility so that you have really white students and students exactly. of color that can work with a black veterinarian yep. and be like, well, that's not what I was expecting. Exactly, <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, I had maybe these subconscious preconceived notions and, and just changing minds that way. Yep. And, and I think that, w- that would be the, the biggest thing for me is, is still making sure I'm, I'm mentoring because, yeah. you know, in private practice, you get into that, that routine of mm-hmm. just kind of seeing cases, seeing cases. And, and then you realize, oh, man, I haven't had a student in a while. I haven't mentored anybody in a while. Yeah. I haven't taught anything in a while. Yeah. So if I were to end up in private practice, that would be, that yeah. would make sure I, I focused on that is yeah. still because you can bring them in oh, yeah, easily sure. and, and they want to be there yeah. they want it and like you said it's totally different kind of an atmosphere and an yeah. environment just yeah. the way the cases are worked up the way yeah. they're seen even the cases you get sometimes are yeah. totally different than academic yeah. cases so yeah. it's it's a different aspect of it but still mentoring and still bringing in students for sure will be my my, yeah. my goal. The other thing I thought about in private practice is, you know, most universities are public universities and there's all sorts of rules and mm-hmm. limits and regulations and red tape and everything moves really slowly. Slow. <laughs> yeah. Like even, you know, hiring people takes forever, yep. um, you know, getting a program started, things like that. So that's one of the potential advantages I could see in oh, private yeah. practice is one, you have maybe more financial means mm-hmm. in private practice to create a, a program you might want to. And then also you just, you know, you go to somebody and you decide, you're like, hey, this is the thing I want to do. And they go, that sounds great. Let's do it. Maybe it's not quite that simple, <laughs> but in my head, it's probably more toward that end of the spectrum yeah. in private practice than yeah. it would be in academia where you have to, you know, get approval from six different committees. Yes. And then they're like, and also where is this going to get funded from? Yep. And yep. and so I think when I just think about like the corporate world and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we work in academia with, you know, some of the bigger corporations, the food companies, the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we, we have money to spend on things mm-hmm. like that. And, and a little bit of money for, for, you know, them, it's like a lot of a money lot for us. Of in money, money. Yes. Like dropping 5,000 for a little program. They're like, that's, 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 a, that's a rounding <laughs> error for, you know, the yeah. amount of money we're dealing with. And we're like, Oh my God, we can do so much for that. So that's the other thing I could see mm-hmm. if, you know, if you were at the right private practice that right. was motivated to say, Hey, yeah, we want to, make a difference too and so you know if that were something that you and they were um were in line with which you know I would imagine if you're choosing a private practice that you'd you'd want to be selecting for a place like that and say hey here are some programs I want to do we've talked a little bit about you know reaching out to boys and girls clubs or big brother, big mm-hmm. sister. And that, that might be uh, actually a great way yeah. to, you know, kind of partner private practice. You know, you can imagine the big, um, you know, kind of, uh, nationwide corporations, the blue pearls mm-hmm. and, and places like that or band fields and say, let's partner with them because yeah. they would have potentially greater reach. And now rather than that, just being a local program, now maybe that becomes a, a bigger, 
more For widespread sure. program. So sure. those are some of the things that I could see being an advantage of private Perfect. practice. Yeah. Um, like you said, you have to bring the students in. They're not already yeah, there. Not so there, you yeah. have to, you would have to be more proactive, I think, mm-hmm. in trying to do that type of outreach. And then again, it depends on where are you working. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're in an urban area, um, you know, you might have an easier time just looking at the demographics, you know, which specialty medicine does tend to end up in more urban areas, right? Yep. You know, if you want to open up an emergency critical care practice and you're out in rural mountains of wherever, you're like, well, we got three <laughs> clients in a 50 yep. mile radius. So that's yep. probably not going to work. Right. So, um, but, um, but yeah, just thinking obviously, you know, different regions of the country are going to have different demographics. For sure. Um, For sure. I, that's the, I think the struggle mentally, like when I think about this issue that I have, and, and maybe this is a good segue into the, the next part. So if, you know, if you go into academia and you're trying to, you know, have an impact on um, improving diversity in mm-hmm. veterinary medicine, so you're in academia, you know, the flip side of what we just talked about, you know, yeah, the money may be a little bit harder to come by yeah. or things like that, but you also have like a pretty robust you know, every vet school is attached to a bigger university right. too. And so they almost all have some sort of diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. initiative and group. And, and so you have, um, you know, people you can draw from so that it's not, this is you, you have to do all the work. But right. um, what are what are some things, you know, you imagine yourself, you know, taking an academic position. What are some things that you would do? What specific, obviously the mentoring, that's yeah. always going to be there. And, yep. you know, whether you want it or not, right, that's yeah. going to happen. But I know you want to, so um, it's probably going to be a big part of what you do, I would imagine. Um, And, uh, but what are some other like specific programs that you would try to, um, develop so that it's not all on you? Yeah. So I, I think that it has to, you have to delegate like that, that has to be a major priority. Anytime you're starting any program, whatever it is, you, you need a a team around you of, of individuals who are like-minded as you Mm -hmm. are and you have to delegate. You can't say, I'm going to do all this all the time by myself. So my goal would be, and I don't know how I would do it, but I would figure it out when, yeah. when the time comes, is is to you know have myself and however many other people, whoever they might be, but we'll we'll figure it out to where we each have a role that we're playing, whether mm-hmm. it's you know for you know grade school, somebody's you know yeah. dealing with the grade school student, someone's okay. dealing with high school, someone's dealing with undergrad, okay. we, and then it's a program in okay. of itself. I like but that. each of us have our own. Like group of, of individuals. Okay. That wasn't how I would thought of it. Breaking it up like that, yeah, but like, yeah, breaking it up by age group almost. Yep, yep. Okay. And, and however that they they can come together as a sure. as a whole, but somebody's responsible for you know the aspect of the you know let's just say grade school students yeah. and, and they bring them in and, they, and they're they're talking to them they're getting them involved and of course they'd be less involved than the the sure. older children but they're getting that exposure. Yeah off the break. So as soon as they're in, in middle school and grade school, they're saying, okay, we can go here. We can see these different aspects of veterinary mm-hmm. medicine. Then you get to the middle school and high school students and they can see another aspect of it more it's more age relevant to them. And then yeah. you get to the ones in undergrad and, and the, mm-hmm. the pre vet students, the ones who are looking to apply soon. Yeah. And you're helping them get their hours they need. Because yep. that's another that's hard, hard part. That's the hard do, part yeah. is getting those hours. And some people don't even know about it until yep. the last minute and you have to defer a year or two yeah. because you're just trying to get hours. Yeah, you're like, I was just trying to get my degree and now I had <laughs> I was supposed to be doing all this too. Yep. Oh wait, yeah. Yep. If you didn't have somebody guiding you through exactly. that from the start, like you from could do it if you know about it from day one exactly. or even before that. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. So that's what I envision, you know. Okay. I, I, Will it work? I don't, we can make it work, but oh, I don't yeah. know. And there's multiple ways to do. That doesn't sound things, overly complicated. I mean, no. it takes some time and it takes some yeah. will, um, but it's, you're you're not 
asking for anything. No, and you can't do that by yourself. Like one person can't, they're just going to burn themselves out trying to do all the other things. You can't take on that by yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you had four or five people, if you had a group. Where they sort of function independently, but with this common thread and everybody's working towards the same goal. Yeah, and that would be just a side thing. You know, because you said mentoring students all going to be there. But outside of, of, you know, outside of the job, outside of the academic institution, when we go to boys and girls clubs, when we go to, you know, middle schools and elementary schools, just kind of grouping them in, yeah. whatever the program name would be, you could just enroll them. Yeah. You know, they won't have any, and hopefully we could not have any fees for them. We could yeah. just cover it. That would it. be important. Exactly. Yeah. No yeah. fees. We cover it. Even if we have to go pick them up. You know, I know yeah. that's another, yeah, man. another, you know, <laughs> no, especially right. in academia. But like, that's thing, the thing is thinking about what are all the barriers for yeah. somebody for this program? Yep. And then say, let's figure out a way to make those not barriers. Right. You know, let's figure out a way to say, okay, we can come pick you up. Yep. I think there's like a, a, a place in town, what it's called, I'm like, here's some free advertising, Okito <laughs> America. This is in Gainesville uh-huh. where it's like a, a martial arts training thing for kids, an mm-hmm. after school program. And one of the things that they talk about is we will come pick your kids up after school and bring nice. them to the program. Now, I don't know what they charge for that or whatnot, yeah. but I, I have no idea. We don't have children. So, <laughs> but I just remember <laughs> seeing their vans being like, that makes a lot of sense, yep. right? Like, yep. not only are we going to like, you know, do some cool things with your kids after school and get them involved, but we're, we recognize that like this could be a limit people yeah. are working and exactly. you know like I, you, we're talking you about kids who can't drive so yeah, exactly. you know like yep. yeah let's make this accessible um yep. and so things like that that that's doable right it's, like, it's simple i mean it, it's going to be a little bit of red tape in academia yeah. is versus private practice because you can get a vehicle and go yeah. in private practice yeah. but you know in academia you just set it up you know or you, you partner with the schools right they have school buses for exactly. after school programs like maybe you figure yep. out a way to to do that maybe there's a volunteer program for bus drivers who are like yeah, I'll, yeah. like you never know if you don't just so you start, try yep, stuff start asking and digging into it That's so cool. I, I, okay so here's my question um we had talked a little bit um, previously uh, that, that representation matters, right? Mm-hmm. So for the vast majority of vet schools that you might work at, you're going to go and find that you're one of a, a small number of people of color. Sure, yeah. Now, you can find you know people from various backgrounds and whatnot, but if you're trying to do this program and splitting it up, and you know, say you get a bunch of volunteers, and you get 20 people who are into it, and 18 of them are white. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's help, and that's great, and oh, you don't yeah. want to that way. Shoot you. But at the end of the day, you also have to be mindful of the fact that if these kids are coming to these programs and they're from low socioeconomic status mm-hmm. or most of them are, you know, children um, from black, Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, you know, Native American, Asian descent, and they're only seeing white people, is, yeah. is that going to have... And maybe not, because, you know, when they're young enough, kids don't really care. Yep. But as they get older, are they going to start recognizing that... I'm not seeing anybody who looks like me, mm-hmm. and is that, I don't know. I mean, I, I I find it hard to really believe that it would have a negative impact. Like, they're, they're going to see only white people and be like, well, I definitely can't do that then. But is it not going to have the same impact as if they saw, you know, a variety number, of yeah, people? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it will have a negative effect, yeah. but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one where they're going to, like, like you said, young, they're not gonna they don't care. Yeah. They don't even they don't even see it. Yeah, I'm gonna grow up to be exact, an astronaut. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yep, like that's doesn't what matter. I'm gonna do. Yep. But once you get to that age and they're yeah. like, Man, I haven't I don't ever see yeah. a black man or I'll never see a black woman doing yeah. these things. They're gonna see, they're gonna think it. Yeah. And is it gonna be a negative thing? No. But I think that it's maybe it, not as impactful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and Sure enough, like wherever we go, we're, we're, we're going to be in small numbers and hopefully that starts to trend in the opposite direction right. you know, over, right. over the next decades or so. Yeah. But for now, yes. I, and, and I think there is nothing wrong with, you know, you get 20 volunteers, 15 are white, five are black, 
then great. You know, yeah. we, we, we're going to make that work. And you're yeah. going to get that spread because yeah. you're still going to have, yeah. it's not just all black people. It's not all just right. white people. Right, like, because that's not really sending the right message either. And, and that's not, that's yeah. not real, it's not that's realistic. Not it's the, not realistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to just see all black people all right. the time. Yep. Yeah, we it, all it, stick it, together and only the black veterinarians hang out with other black veterinarians <laughs> right. and that's it. Like, no, we, no. we all are yeah. the same profession. Yep. But again, you do want them to see, um, you know, just a variety. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Um, if you have um, a group, okay, you've got a, a classroom and it's maybe, you know, 80% black children and then a smattering of other, um, other races mixed in and they come in and you have a Hispanic woman come in and mm-hmm. she's a veterinarian and, and she's talking about, does that have a bigger impact, say they're middle school age kids, they're just starting to understand mm-hmm. some of these some of these issues. Does that have a bigger impact than if it was a, a white woman or a white man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it does. It's not like it has to be a black person not, seeing another yeah. black person. Just I want to yep. see a mixture. So, exactly, gotcha. yeah. And, and I think it would have a bigger impact. It doesn't have to be a black person all the time. Yeah. I, I, I would say if there's another race represented, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even, never cross my mind. Yeah. But it wasn't just a white person. Yeah. So it's just seeing only only white people. Right. Yeah. Or really only any race would start making exactly, you think like exactly. what's going on here. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. If it's all one race all the time, yeah. you're gonna be like It'd be the same thing, all gen- all that? one gender, right? If exactly. it was only men coming it's through only- and you, you can imagine like I, I was this way as a kid. Like I <laughs> anything anyone can do, I'm like, Yep, I can do that. Like I right. and, and my parents were big on that. Like I that was yep. never an issue for me, but I can imagine as you you know grow up and you start thinking about those things, saying why am I not seeing you know women yeah. doing this or or vice it's versa? It's like girls playing football. You yeah, know, like you, you yeah you didn't see it, you don't see yeah. it, but yeah, girls can play football. Yeah, like sure if you want to, why not? Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my I got my other sports. I never got into football. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we could go off on a tangent there, but um, so I, I mean, I I like that idea because that that's been the big thing for for me is saying getting into kids when they're young. Yes. Um, but it's also got to be. I think there's got to be some method of support. Now you mentioned these types of programs being cost free or financially feasible, transport things like that. But what about like so you get these kids and they go through this program, I imagine over years, you know, they start when they're in elementary school mm-hmm. and then middle school and you got some of them, you know, there's gonna be some attrition. Some of them right. are gonna go off and do other things. This wasn't yep. for them. That's fine. That's true of anything. Yep. Um, but you're gonna have some that you stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't necessarily change their socioeconomic status when it comes time to going to college oh. or thinking about applying to vet school. Have you given any thought to um, how to financially support yeah. people? Yeah, and it that actually is a really good question because I have a, a good friend of mine who recently reached out to me and was like, hey, man, we need to make some type of scholarship fund. Yeah. He, he re- literally said yeah. to me and texted me, he's like, we need to make some type of scholarship yeah. fund, some endowment, yeah. something, yeah. some kind of way yeah. to just support people who, mm-hmm. who are unable to financially attend school yep. or, or grad school, whatever it might be. Yep. And and my message to him was, I don't know how to do it, but let's <laughs> but figure it yes, out. That's what I told him. I said, do I don't, this is way out of my range of, yeah, of, of I what I know, but let's figure it out. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm going to start working on it. I'm going to start figuring I stuff out, it. and I'm going to get back to you. So we have a date set up where he's like nice. bringing all the info. And I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do, but you got to start thinking you gotta, about it. Yeah. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, being overwhelmed so, by the fact that you don't know what you're doing doesn't get anything happening. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, but so that's it, all it takes, right? Two people to be yep. like... All right, let's see what we can do. So, I mean, I imagine it's going to be reaching out to various organizations, you know, right now. That, yeah. And the time is it's right, now. right exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if, it, if it's not now, when, right? Yep. Um, but going to, you know, 
going to Hills, going to Purina, mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. Boringer Ingelheim yep. and saying, hey, here's a program we want to start. And yep. if each of them contribute what is for them a very small amount of money. Huge. But it needs to be ongoing, right? It can't yeah, be yeah. a one-time exactly. thing. Exactly. Like you said, this has got to be... Uh, um, and, you know, you... Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's huge because... Unfortunately, I don't think you can talk about these issues if you don't talk about the financial burden. For sure. One of the things, um, so I don't, uh, you were maybe a little bit aware of this, but um, ACFAC, um, our you know, uh, specialty college, um, put out a, a statement on diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. gosh, several weeks, maybe a month ago now. And part of that was also a call to the membership to say, what are, th- what are concrete things we can be doing right. to try to make a difference? Um, so I was really pleased with that, that it wasn't just a statement. It was recognizing, yes, we need to, we need to state yeah. um, you know, where we stand on things, and that's great. Black Lives Matter. You know, we want to be inclusive, and we want to try to in- increase diversity um, in our specialty college. But also, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they got feedback from all sorts of people, and then they're, they're working on that. So one thing is you know, creating a committee, which... <laughs> is important, <laughs> but it's always like, yeah, and, I, and I've advocated for that. You know, I was like, yes, that's the first thing we probably need to do because we can do it right away is start that. But yep. it can't just be a committee, yeah. right? So the the but the committee needs to be formed because that's who can be organized and say this is our priority. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be some financial aspect to this has to be it doesn't yep. you can't co- not gonna go anywhere anything. if it doesn't and so like does it make sense to me for ACVEC to reach out to little kids I don't think so um what I think makes sense is to say okay well where we are in the training program like we're we're looking for um you know veterinarians mm-hmm. these people are already veterinarians yep. and who maybe would be considering um emergency medicine as a specialty but can't look at that that's not a, a feasible financial option right right so doing a residency sucks, <laughs> right? Like yes, it's, it for a lot of reasons. Yeah, Carl just came off an overnight, and he's doing this. That's how. That's how. <laughs> um, you know, passionate he is about furthering this. But sure. that's so anybody who's been through any CC residency gets it. Um, but it, it sucks. But it's also financially rather difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have gone through vet school, uh, which is rather expensive mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who didn't know. Sorry to burst that bubble. <laughs> um, it's very expensive. So you got all this loan payments mo- for most people. So, and then the loan people are like, you're going to start paying this? You're like, no, not yet. Um, Because I'm going to do an internship and they're going to pay me nickels. And to work, you know, 80 hours a week, I'm going to make like, I'm going to be the lowest paid person in the whole hospital (laughs) and work more hours than anyone. And then after that, you're going to like, I think I'm going to extend this for three more years, right? Yep. Well, it's also the time in your life when you might be wanting to have children, you're doing other things, all these things that cost money um, and quite a bit of it. Get a new car. Yeah, you know, something that is reliable so that yeah. I can get to work when I get called at 3 o'clock in the morning. I want yep. to make sure I can get there, right? So there's so many things. And then they're going to want you to go to conferences, and I don't know how the heck they expect you to pay for that. And then at the end, they want you to pay for the exam. The and exam. it's just, <laughs> I mean, I remember money, being so stressed about money for most of my yeah. residency. Um, and I, I'm not the kind of person who could comfortably go. I had I have family that I could go to, mm-hmm. but it was not comfortable for me to do that. Right, right. I'm not saying I didn't have to do it now and again, but oh, it was yeah. ugh, it would be weeks and weeks and weeks of me building up to being like last minute like I, Okay, I'm I'm in trouble. I need some help, yep. you know. And they're like, "Why didn't you say something earlier?" And it's like, "Because this is really uncomfortable." And I'm like, "I'm a doctor. Yeah. I should be able to pay my bills." Right. Um, you know, there's always that knowledge like eventually I'll be I'll be able to afford things. Yep. Um, but what if ACVEC um, and maybe some other specialty colleges could set up um, some sort of financial assistance. Mm-hmm. You got the residency, and now you apply for this, um, and you're going to get just a stipend to help you pay your bills, yeah. help to pay for childcare, help to pay yeah. for the car, things like that. 
Like, how amazing would that be? Man. Right? Like, just say, here you go. Here's some money to help cover yep. things. So for people who might consider doing a residency, but look at the, they do the numbers and they do the math and they go, right. I can't afford, can't afford this. It. Yep. Um, I mean, you went, you went into private practice and then came back, True. which is hard in and of itself, right? To go back and do that. <laughs> Financially, it probably gave you a little bit more freedom. You yeah, know? you have to adjust your lifestyle and yeah, go back. Yeah, for but sure. Yes, like if you, yeah. like I didn't know I was going to do this, but right. if you know, you can like save up money, you can stash some away for sure. that. But, you know, it, it, it takes a, a lot of planning to take that yeah. pay cut. It's a huge pay cut. Yeah, to yeah. pay cut to come back and do it. So it, yeah. it is totally, totally yeah. different, uh, like a life shock almost. But like how many people would, even if you plan that, you say, you know what, I'm going to go out into private practice for a couple of years, make some money, and then go back. How many people would be like, nah. Nah, a once lot they, of them. You know, yeah. once they got <laughs> to that point. Or, you know, that's hard to get out of that training program, mm-hmm. that mindset, and then go back to it, right? Oh You're like, I'm goodness. a doctor, I'm in charge, I can do what I want. It's like, yep. well, now i got to check in with people I about what I'm doing. And not everybody has the personality to be nope. okay with that, you know? Um, because there's a reason most people do an internship right out of school and then a residency right afterwards right. because you're kind of still in that student you're mindset. You're still learning, you're still training. But it's yeah. just so hard financially. Um, and so that's one thing I thought, like this is an immediate thing that yeah. ACVEC could do right now or close to right now. Um, not that ACVEC has, you know, it's, it's not but anything, an organization. It, it isn't, but like a any, little thing anything, to say. Anything would, would make a huge difference because yeah. you get paid nothing basically yeah. and you still have a ton of bills. Even yeah. just a cell phone bill. Yeah. You know, even Which grocery you have bills. to have. you got to have a cell <laughs> yeah. phone now. You can't have a cell yeah. phone. You have to get groceries. You yeah. have to have gas. Like yeah. just the small things. Just to get through your yep. actual job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like that. It would be huge to, to be able to offer anything and say, hey, look, yeah. we, we know this is difficult. We, we, we're right here with you. Yeah. And we're going to offer X amount of dollars if you qualify for it, whatever, however yeah. you set it up. You know, and, yeah. And I, I, why Based not? Based on financial need, yep. you know, things like that. You have to apply for it. Yeah. But if it's the kind of thing where you say, this now means a residency is a possibility. Exactly. For me. It's something I yep. can see myself doing. Um, and that's not a negative thing. A lot of people like, people like to think that, you know, assistance is negative at oh, times. Yeah. And, and that's something that we just like we we convey that to people like oh you need help it's it's a negative uh-huh. thing or I, or I don't want to need help like give me the help like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously uh, like the, if I would have had somebody to help pay yeah. for student loans or anything, like why yeah. not why not I know, I know. Like, we 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 get in so much debt yep it takes forever another lifetime to pay it off yeah like put your pride aside and say sure I'll, Heck yeah. I'll take the help yeah. like yeah. gladly it's not yeah. a negative thing at all no. and, and I think that we need to just kind of get rid of that stereotype that getting help is a negative thing whether you're black white yeah. you know, Asian Latino whatever it might be yeah. it's just help yeah we and all we, we all need, all help, need help, time help to time yeah. yeah well and it's so funny what gets perceived like what is appropriate help and what is not we have it's like it doesn't matter right like it shouldn't matter it should at all matter. um that you need some help cool you get some help and then hopefully you got some help when you were younger and then back you know that's and then you that's always been my thing else. so i've actually talked um you know tofer and i've talked about this for years where because i did have periods where not nearly as bad as some people have like i get that but i had times where i was like oh money money's really tight or i mm-hmm. wanted to do these things or um again like every year during my residency it was like how am i going to pay to get to ivex mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and just all the time that was a struggle and you know I had friends and resident mates who either were in um, you know relationships or marriages where Mm -hmm. the other person was in a different field and making money and I was like man where was this guy (laughs) when I needed him right Um, and um, you know or just had family that like paid for school and they had no debt and I was like who are 
people. How does that feel? I mean, like, that's awesome. Like, good for yeah. you. I, I, you know, don't talk about it, please. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. But yep. like, good for you. But um, but I thought like, you know, it'd be really cool for me to go back and and to go to each of my alma maters and be like, hey, you know, I was going to go back to my undergrad and like, all right, somebody who you know is in the softball program and wants to go on to you know a, a you know postgraduate program, yeah. I'm going to create a softball or a, a scholarship program mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Not a big one, you know, like a thousand dollars or something, because I don't have that much money. But like to create some sort of thing, and then I was going to go, all right, for the, my internship, something specifically for the interns where I did my yeah. internship, and then something specifically for the residents. Resident, yeah. Like there's going to be a fund, and it's going to pay for you to go to IVEX because, or it's going to pay for your exam at the end. That would be huge, right? Huge. Um, so you know, we just need to get to where we're financially in a spot where we could do that. And then, but then it was the same thing. It was like, how do I do that? <laughs> um, so like a year ago we were back and I was visiting one of my, one of my teammates um, in undergrad is now um, one of the coaches at, at the program where I played mm-hmm. softball. Mm-hmm. And then um, the assistant coach from the time is now the head coach. And so I was chatting with them and, you know, reminiscing and I was saying, Hey, this is, this is something I'd like to do. And yeah, it's it's not easy. No, I'm, <laughs> it's I'm not sure, easy I'm sure it's to not. go through and do that kind of stuff. Yep. And the the hard part I think is to make it sustainable. You have right. to have like a big chunk of money um, that they they like it's use the interest off of it. To yeah, it, so that's going to be the key is trying to yeah. figure those things out. Um, but but I was like you know like leaving a little trail for all the places I went. But I was like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have to be something like that. But yeah. but I mean, being able to get back. But you do. Something. But like you just yeah. you struggle. I think people who struggle are actually more oh, yeah. wanting to like give back yep. later and be like, okay, you know, cause you do Cause get you, help. Everybody gets yep. help now and again, you appreciate it um, in a different way. And so people who, um, I think there's actually some stats on this that like the, the less money people have, the more likely they are to give some away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think it's just cause an understanding, like I know what it's like to struggle. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, so I think you wouldn't have a hard time, honestly. Um, if you and your friend want to yeah. get, uh, some type of scholarships going, or again, I think ACVEC could get people like, what if we just increase dues by a, a tiny bit? And we said, yeah. some of that is going to go into this program. Yep. Like how cool is that? And it, it's not something that it's, it's you're going to notice. It's you know? so doable. We got to just figure out yeah. how are we going to do it and, and then find the right people who want to be a part of yeah. it. Because there's plenty of people who want to donate money, yeah. plenty of people who want to help, plenty of people who say, hey, I got this extra money. I'm just going to spend it on a new Porsche this year. So, yeah. you know, who knows Oprah, what? if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, like, but that'd easily. be really fun, right? Like is, is to get out there and, and say, okay, who are the people um, who would be passionate about this, yeah. specifically in veterinary medicine? Because yeah, yeah. who doesn't? Like how many crazy people? You see all the time on all of the like... Um, I call them news, news and quotes programs, but like it's about so-and-so famous person with their new puppy or exactly, their cows. Like yeah. there's a lot of rich people Ton. who are crazy just about take their the animals. Athletes. They are. Yeah, Most of them exactly, have athletes. Exactly. I mean, like, have hey, animals. Yeah. So just like help us out a little bit yeah. and then we're going to help you. You know, help, had, you know, anybody ever gone to a vet and had their animal helped? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you happen to also be wealthy, maybe you could start looking into this, this yep. um, fund for us. And so that happens a lot of times that. at universities. People yeah. will donate things yeah. and you help the animal build, they'll, you know, buy yeah. these equipment they'll, they'll donate but maybe to a this fund. becomes a specific thing exactly. at the at the development level yep. that people could say hey here's this fund we have mm-hmm. and start recruiting people to donate to that in particular exactly um, yep. actually maybe that's the way to do it it probably is like it's it's that simple why don't we it's, have that yet it's that simple. <laughs> we've we've solved it all right we just got i know the people we need to talk to yep. so all right we just need to talk to the development people and honestly though that's what you do you just create a fund and then you say here the so when I was looking into how to donate um, at my alma mater, it was like, you can just donate to a general fund or mm-hmm. you can earmark it for specific programs. Right. And I was like, well, I want to earmark it for the softball program because mm-hmm. we're all weird and emotional and we want to we yeah. do it that way. Um, and so why don't you create something like that? And then boom, 
There it is. Yeah. You know what? Something like that might already exist. I'd be embarrassed to admit I'm sure that, it but it might. Too, but <laughs> it might. But, if it but maybe we need to make it bigger. Yep. Um, and uh, but then you could also have something, you know, separate, like from you know, you and your friend want to do something um, a little yeah. bit different to start yeah. some type of scholarship. I don't. Did you guys talk about what the scholarship would be for, or who it would be for, or we, how you we would didn't do get it? into the specifics? That's he the was just meeting. like, yeah, he was like, we need to figure out. Like, Let's yeah. do it, and so yeah. we're, we're going to link up and like, like kind of talk about the specifics, the specifics of it. Yeah. Um, but he, he's he's got the idea, so I'm going to do some listening, see what he yeah, has to say, and then that's really cool. and then we're going to take it from there. Well, good. When you guys yeah. get it up and running, you come back and we'll talk about it here For too. Sure, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, get it out there, and um, and then I don't know how do we get how do we get rich people to do <laughs> to start listening to this <laughs> stuff. If you're listening and you are a rich person, um, please reach out. Yeah. If you know a rich person, <laughs> please exactly. send them our way. Send them our way. Um, yeah, but again, it doesn't it doesn't happen. It's also like. I think we've seen, you know, even in the political nature, like grassroots things, a lot of people giving a little bit mm-hmm. can also make a huge it's difference. Huge. And veterinary medicine isn't a huge profession by a lot of standards, but there's a lot of people. Like, and it's a respected yeah. profession. It like, is. We are very much so respected as a profession. So I, I think there's plenty of people who would say, you know what, I'll, I'll donate to Heck that because yeah. they're, they're, they're doing honest things. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll make that happen. Shoot you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it'd be really fun. Like, so we have... You know the the folks who are in the programs now, um, and those are the ones that like for me right now. I feel like as a white person, that's maybe where I can make a big dent. Um, is you know if if I can say, hey, we've got you know part of my mentoring program. Yes, I I'm not necessarily going to understand everything you're going through right. um, as a black person or a Latino person or an Asian person. Um, I, I'm not necessarily going to understand all of the things you're struggling with. But yeah. what I what I do understand is veterinary medicine and how right. to get through this. And what I can do is I can help you and say I know this system mm-hmm. and I know how to kind of, I don't want to say work it because it's not that, but I know how to say, let's prioritize. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what is the best use of your time and your energy to make sure that when the time comes for you to choose what you want to do, mm-hmm. it's a choice for you. Yes. That you get to choose what you want to do because yep. you are set up to do whatever. You've been successful and you've been strategic um, about saying, okay, what is a priority? Should I spend all my time doing this at the sacrifice of this? Not necessarily, because some people would be confused and be like, all right, oh, yeah. just study, 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 and don't get involved in other things. That's not necessarily going to be, not, and it's not necessarily yeah. the best for your mental health, right? So um, no, but we have to prioritize. Let's see how things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say, are you struggling in anatomy? Cool. We got to shift um, you know, our priorities to working on uh, getting you to, to be good in anatomy. Yeah. Um, so maybe for right now, we sacrifice this club or organization. But yeah. once we get through that, boom, start working on this again. Yeah. Or, you know, and, I and don't that's know. What, that's what it takes is, is people like that who are just willing to say, here, let me let me see, what are your deficiencies? Yeah. What are you short in? Mm-hmm. And, and let's figure it out. I might not have the answer, but I know who to send you to. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can send you to somebody who's great in yeah. anatomy and physiology. Yeah, yeah, sure enough, you failed the last test. Who cares? Yep, we can but move past that. Move, move forward on, and I can mm-hmm. send you to this person who's really great in this area. Mm-hmm. Same for phys and, and all the other, yeah. you know, all the other aspects. And just of advocate for you too, yep. and to say, you know, like, hey, this person might need a tutor, or exactly. hey, you just giving like a student the advice. Hey, yeah, you just failed that exam. You know what's going to be the best thing to do right now? Reach out to that professor. Yeah. Which is the scariest thing to do, right? Yep. You're like, yeah, I just totally failed that exam, and you probably think I didn't try or I don't care, but I do, and yep. I clearly need some extra help. Like right. just giving that little push to be like, you need to go talk yep. to that professor. Um, but somebody who you can go to where it's a safe space and they're invested in your and, future. And that's too. the part of academia, I yeah. think, that that I want to tailor to is yeah. that part, you know, where where you use, because you see the students and you can yeah. tell, like, man, that's one that's struggling. You, you have meetings, yeah. you talk about, you know, retention and all of that, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, Give me those students who are who are struggling. Get send them to me. And do I have all the answers? Nope. 
but we can figure it out. We'll set up a plan. We'll, we'll figure out, you know, yeah. what we need to focus on, who we need to see. Like, yes, you need to be going to that professor. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Just literally lay it out there. And that's, again, goes back to getting help. Like, yep. who wants to, who wants to, and I was the same way in school. I was yeah. like, I failed this test. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's Come normal. back for the next one. Pretend like it didn't fail happen, that right? one too. Denial, like, denial, denial. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I'm just going to make it where I'm going to study harder. I'm going to do. But it's so much easier if, if you, you just say, help. hey, look, I, I got a 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what did I do wrong? And and once because they're they're going to help you. That's what they're there that's for. The thing. Like you, you failed the exam. You don't know what you did wrong. You <laughs> thought you were doing a good <laughs> exactly. job, right? Like you I studied clearly, so right? hard. I studied and so studying everything. harder doesn't even make sense. But like yep. that's what you do, right? Because you're like, oh, I just I didn't do enough, and so now you're getting less sleep, which is not good for yep. your memory and your, your your tactics that didn't work for the first time. You're just like, I'm going to do those harder. And it's like, no. But yeah. if you talk to somebody else to say, okay, talk me through what you did, and they say, all right, what if we tried it this way? Exactly. And you're like, oh, okay. Yep. But like that's the natural reaction, right? I did. You know, especially for students who've been, you know, you've gotten to this point, so you've mm-hmm. done pretty good, right? So you're yep. like, I can do this. Um, and so you just think, I, I wasn't doing it enough. And, you know, talking to somebody else to get a little different perspective, <laughs> say, well, or, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, instead of beating your head against the wall, let's see what else we can do. And and because the funny thing is, too, as, a, as an instructor, you start talking to a student, you can get a sense really quickly for like, oh, you do get this. Mm-hmm. You just didn't do well on the exam. Exactly. Or... Okay, no, I think I know where you're struggling. I think I know where the disconnect is. Um, And I mean, like, that's our job as teachers, right? Is to try to figure that out and be like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you did. And and, and you can start to tease out. Um, I think in most cases, at least that's been my experience, you start talking, you're like, okay, I think I see where the disconnect Mm -hmm. is. Let's try this. Now, what we try this time might not work perfectly, but if you're working, I, I can tell you also, your professors, contrary to what some people might think, are human. (laughs) And maybe I shouldn't even admit this, but if somebody comes to me multiple times throughout the semester and is asking for help and things like that, and there comes a time where I have to, I can, I can shift things a little bit in their favor yeah. or be like, nope, hard line, guess what? I'm going to shift things in shift your favor. It. And everyone's had that. Like you, Absolutely. when you've shown that initiative, when you've done the work, yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, man, I thought I was going to fail. I end up getting a C. Like, because yeah. you, you actually put in the work. And, and the thing is, the te- we all also know the test doesn't necessarily tell exactly. what you know. And so my job, the way I see it as you know, a faculty member, is to make sure that I'm not putting anybody's future pets in danger, right? Like, <laughs> So if you don't know the material, yeah. like I'm going to be kind of a hard ass and be like, no, you need to, this stuff is important and you have to know this. Yeah. Um, but if I feel like you know this, but maybe you don't examine well, like I, I don't lose any sleep over that, that student moving on, mm-hmm. right? The student who does know the material can do it in real life but maybe on a test freaks out or something right. like that whatever it's anxiety whatever um, it might yeah, be yeah 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 um but you know but at the end of the, you got to know this yep and i've got to feel comfortable that you know this and you can talk to them and figure exactly. that out you can exactly. talk about it and say man you know what you just describe every answer on that test perfectly exactly word for word exactly without writing it down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if if you can come through but i also the students who care about it and they demonstrate like I yeah. want to know this and this is really important for me to understand this yep. I don't worry about those students no because I they're, you're all smart when you get here you know like you, yep. you didn't get to this point you know if, if you're not smart mm-hmm. and you know if you're willing to care enough to do that work to say I need to figure this out you're going to be fine it's the ones who right. are like give me this grade and you're like no 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 I don't <laughs> give grades you <laughs> yeah, earn grades for sure um yeah. but like I missed this one point because of this like get over it you're okay like do you uh, care about did you know the material? Exactly. You know, the ones who say, I don't understand why I missed this test question. Can we talk through it? Love that. No yep. problem at all. Um, why didn't you give me a point for this? I'd like fight for that. Like, that's 
that's not how medicine is going to work, right? Like, you know, if you get something wrong, you're not going to go back into the client and be like, I need you to bring in a new dog so I can try that again. (laughs) Um, And uh, and I'm going to charge you both times. Like, just so you know, like, no, 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 you just need to learn. And like, do you you care about understanding what's happening and why you made it, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, we got to, but that's what going and talking to people can be helpful. And that's where the mentoring can can really help. So, um, well... I think this turned into a pretty good chat. Yeah, um, so we got some does. ideas. Yeah, um, so we gotta we'll, we'll keep looking for the money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like the idea of of having an integrated program where you start because um, again, like starting with the kids is really important. But yeah, having there. a group of people and you say, okay, this is your group. This is your, maybe mm-hmm. you mix it up once. I'm like, God, I'm sick of all these toddlers. Yeah, <laughs> like, enough, I want to work with enough. middle schoolers, and then a week later, you're like, I'm just kidding. I Give me my group back. back. Yeah, for <laughs> but sure. yeah, it would be. But then you also can have like massive group things where you interact mm-hmm. too, and that might help a little bit with the representation, right? Yep. If maybe you don't have a ton of people of color initially, but you say, hey, let's have a combined program and whatnot. So I like that idea. Um, and I think that that's a very doable plan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, you can, and I think you get people to be into it. I think easily, they'd have easily. a lot of fun. Yeah, that like kind of it, stuff is they, fun. Would, they would eat that up, especially yeah. if you can, like you said, if you're going to go pick them up too. Yeah. Their parents are like, you're going to come pick them up? Heck yeah. What? Shoot, yeah. Take them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you drop them off like, where are these <laughs> All right. I guess you're coming home with me. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah, like, Shoot. I, w- I would love to do that. And, yeah, and, and I think it's a definitely a doable thing. Yeah. We just got to figure out the logistics. I but, think you could do that in private practice or academia, actually. Oh, e- easily. Programs like that. Yeah. Easily. I think getting the depth of, of uh, involvement, like you said, it wouldn't have to be all veterinarians if, you mm-hmm. know, you, you get various people who are going to be into it. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's Even really people cool. People from the schools will probably jump into it. Like, Heck yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would do that. Heck yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. You'll get teachers and things like yeah. that that'll want to be in on that program. Absolutely. Yep. Some parents that might want to help yep. out. Abs- get everybody involved. We're awesome. open to anyone. Uh, you just got to come yeah. up with a cool name for it now. <laughs> I know. That's the hard All right. part. If you have any ideas for a cool name, send them over to us um, and, yeah. and we'll get those out to you. Yeah. So if you have an idea for a cool integrated um, program that starts um, with elementary school, mm-hmm. moves all the way in through undergrad into pre-vet programs, come up with a cool name for that and, yeah. uh, and send it <laughs> Send it our way. What's, uh, what is our stuff, Tover? What do we call it? Uh, so it is Vet Journal Club at... Nope, not. <laughs> it's just Vet Journal Club. That is the Instagram handle. And then the email is veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. I think, okay, I'm getting nods. Sorry, that's <laughs> a lot of things to remember. Let me get you a little postcard. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the post thing. It's, we always say, it, it'll, there's a, we put it at the end of it. But nice. anyway, for right now, if you're thinking about it, jot that down right now and send us, send us your cool ideas. Please. We'll have a contest and the winner will get pride of... Yeah, you named it. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Carl, thank you again. Thanks for staying up another, you know, extra hour or so after your overnight. I'm I'm wide awake now. I know, I know. Hopefully you can can go to sleep after this. I'll crash, don't worry. Okay, good deal. All right, thanks again. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'd like to thank my producer, Topher. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter or Instagram at Vet Journal Club. All episodes are available at veterinaryjournalclub.fireside.fm. You can email us with questions, comments, or show ideas at veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. And check back weekly for new episodes, and we'll catch you next time.